0: everybody. Welcome back to the Ohio League Podcast Network. Craig Schaup here with George Thomas. George, it's been a, a, a couple of light weeks here in the movie world. Obviously, we talked about Turning Red last week, the Disney Plus premiere. Uh, this week, we're kind of doubling back on a release that uh, came out uh, last week, The Adam Project. Uh, this is another one of those probably nice cash grabs for Ryan Reynolds. Um, I want to hear your take on this before I get too critical, but... I kind of want to, you know, see what your thoughts are on uh, the Adam
1: project here. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. Netflix finally th- flung enough poo against the wall where where something <laughs> stuck for me. Well, that's um, good. You know, this is one of those movies you would have made for $60 million about a decade ago and hoped to turn, return double its cash. It's, it's a time travel film. So I'm a sucker for that. Um, Ryan Reynolds stars as a, a, a pilot from the future who goes back to save his wife in the past and ends up having to hang out with his 12-year-old self and eventually his father who died when he was 10-ish. Okay. And they have to stop the future from being... All two. That's it in a nutshell. It's a okay. nice little film to explore parental angst, I guess. Okay. Because you've got a, a child exploring, dealing with his feelings for his mother after his father's death. You've got an adult, Ryan Reynolds, dealing with the the anger he feels for his father for dying. And you've got the father, played by Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Dealing with all of this, it's, it's it's got a nice nice cast. It's entertaining, but thoroughly predictable. <laughs> huh? Well, it's one of those it's one of those movies if you've got an hour and forty seven minutes, I think, over the course of a weekend with nothing going on. And this weekend, if you're not a a basketball fan, hey, go for it.
0: Well, I'm I'm glad you you have some kind words to say about this because I, I kind of looked at it like maybe this is another one of those, you know Ryan Reynolds is going to cash in on the uh, you know the popularity of Deadpool and you know obviously he's, um you know he's been a, a very active leading man throughout the last several years but, you know it it didn't I mean the the cast is very nice with Ruffalo the aforementioned Ruffalo Zoe Saldana. I mean so this is a nice cast I'm 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 you know there's some hopes for it I'm glad to hear you say some some nice things about that I guess my big beef with Reynolds is that it seems like he's he's really capitalized on this Deadpool success where he's playing now I don't know if he's snarky and satirical and and sort of you know almost winking at the camera in a movie like this, but it seems like he's he's kind of milking that Deadpool character and trying to relate it to other projects that he's done since the start of Deadpool. I don't know. What, what's your assessment of
1: I that? will take issue with this and the fact that Ryan Reynolds has always been snarky. Yeah, yeah. I'm, he, which made him perfect for Deadpool. Basically, he just added a bunch of four-letter... F bombs <laughs> right. to, to to the snark, right? Um, but he has always been an actor who dealt in snark, right? I, and it, depending on the role, it can be grating. Um, he's toned it down in some films, but somehow it almost always manages to come out. So I don't know if he's cashing in on on Deadpool pool, or just being true to himself and. Sure. Obviously, there's something there that filmmakers like with respect to that that attitude and that character. So,
0: Well, he definitely projects a lot of confidence and, you know, he's got the looks that doesn't hurt either. I mean, you know, everybody wants to see him on the big screen. Um, I don't know. I just I, maybe it's maybe it's more so that I want to see him take on more risks now that he's got the success of Deadpool and he's proven his acting chops beyond what maybe some people thought he was limited to. I kind of want to see him, you know, take more chances, and instead he's kind of followed up his Deadpool success with a lot of these Michael Bay-y, now literally a Michael Bay movie because he was in a Michael Bay movie, but some of those types of movies where they're just like money grabs and you feel like he's wasting his talent, even if you don't think he's like super talented. I think he's talented. I don't know that he's like you know, Oscar-nominated, worthy, talented right this minute. But I want to see him take those chances and branch off from this leading man action movie or, you know, rom-com kind of leading man. I want to see more out of him because I think there's more to him.
1: Well, this, this is where we'll agree. Um, I interviewed him once, and I forget which movie it was for. But I'd, I'd been a fan. He did a, a television series called uh, Two, Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Parlor. Right. Back at ABC. Yeah. Um, and while the show didn't remind me, per se, of Bosom Bl- Buddies, he reminded me of Tom Hanks. And I told him that in that interview. I flattered the hell out of him, but I meant it. I think he could have very easily had a Tom Hank, Hanks-like career. Because if you look at Tom Hanks's early film career, it was insipid comedies. Yeah. The dude did Bachelor Party, yeah, and then he branched off. And but I, you know, in this day and age, I think a lot of actors just want to make sure they're what's the word I'm looking for financially secure, yeah. And I I see nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. Maybe he's cashing in on the snark and the looks right now, and he'll get as he and you can see the 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 salt and pepper Mm. going on with him a little bit now. As he ages, he'll he'll want to do something that's more serious, more challenging.
0: I think he's got the chops for it. I I do. And I I like your comparison to Tom Hanks and and maybe, you know, the the, the Tom Hanks we know now, we don't really equate to that snarky kind of bachelor party starring Tom Hanks. You're right. You know, I think there is some similarity there. And I don't I don't think it's fan service to prop him up that way. I don't know. I I just feel like, you know, and and there's nothing against, um, you know, Michael Bay or Sean Levy, who he's working with here and will be working with on Deadpool 3, apparently. But I kind of feel like he's got this, even if he's going to go that action star route, like, I kind of feel like he's got the big enough cachet behind his name now to where he can work with pretty much any action director he wants, you know, and, and not necessarily... I don't want to say this in a negative way, but settle for people
1: like, like Michael Bay. I'll like pick a, on Michael Bay.
0: I will he's say like this. Me. I do. Well, I'll pick on Michael Bay to this point. He He's made a couple of good movies, but he's also made some really just
1: Shock.
0: abominations of cinema.
1: I mean, I nicknamed him Boom Boom in a review. <laughs> Why? Because he just likes to blow stuff up.
0: Yes, he does.
1: Yeah, I mean he he's blowed up Paris twice in two different franchises, yeah. two different movies, Armageddon and one of the Transformer films.
0: Yeah, I will say that I, I did like the original Transformer film that he did. I thought that was a a really surprising movie from him. I really liked The Rock, and I also and maybe I'm in the minority here, but I really. Really enjoyed the island with Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson.
1: I well, see, I didn't see the island, so I'm, okay. I can't I can't talk about that. Okay, but I The Rock is a film that's one of those dumb ones that you can't take your eyes off of because Sean yeah. Connery and Nicolas Cage are so fantastic together. Yeah, and I I, I did I did the junket for that film. Okay. so it's I I like The Rock a lot. Okay. And, and that's one of those movies where you thought, hey, this guy might do something, he's got a flair for action. And yeah. then the, the I won't call the rock substantive, but it was fun. The fun yeah. turned to schlock in a lot of this stuff, so
0: right. Well, and that's you know, that's why I feel like, and, and again, you know, everybody's capable of making a great film in Hollywood, and, and I don't discount. Ryan Reynolds from working with Michael Bay or anybody at this point, but I don't know. I just, I kind of feel like, you know, he, he, he's only 46. So he still probably has another five or 10 years. If he wants to continue on this, like, I'm going to keep making some Deadpools. I'm going to make some Netflix movies interspersed in between those. And, you know, I'm going to have a good career. And then at some point I might age out of some of those roles but then at that point, though, he's going to have to prove at like age 60, maybe, that he can dramatically act in a in a Martin Scorsese type film. And I feel like if he starts doing that kind of stuff now, and I know he's done some dramatic stuff, but I feel like he's, he's one of those guys you want to see like in a Tarantino movie or in a Scorsese movie or a Spielberg movie just to see – what he does with a, a great a, a great director behind the scenes, and just kind of let let him let him be what whatever that character may be. It could even be like a, an offshoot of that snarky Ryan Reynolds that we've gotten to know. But you kind of feel like once he ages out of the action game, where's he going to go from there if he doesn't start building his resume for that after the action movie life?
1: Well, his snark is is subtle. Snark is made for. For a a, a Scorsese film. So it it really is. It it would work if he toned it down.
0: Yeah. Um, Or I could see him spouting off some Tarantino lines. I mean, he's got that quick delivery that, you know, would make him fun in a Tarantino movie. Oh, absolutely. You know? So I don't know. I mean, this is, and again, this is not some indictment from me on him being a bad actor. I I think the exact opposite. I want to see him do more. I've always thought that, you know, like I love Tom Cruise and I'd love to see Tom Cruise do more dramatic roles now that he's getting older, but he's kept in great shape and he wants to do Mission Impossible movies. And honestly, that series has gotten better time and time again. So I don't, you know, I don't really hate on Tom Cruise for doing that, but, you know, everybody just thinks he's this action star and he can't act, but, you know, you see Magnolia, you see other movies, Born on the Fourth of July, you know, he can act. And I think Ryan Reynolds could have that kind of a career, but he really got sucked into the action, romance, you know, leads, and he's never really gotten out of it. And I'm glad in a way because he did get Deadpool and he kind of hit a stride. But now I kind of want to see him do more because, you know, he was so good in Deadpool. Even if he's going to be like that in every movie, I just want to see him in, you know, better movies. And You know and-
1: what you might like him in? You ever see uh, Safe House?
0: No, I didn't. That's he with knows- – uh,
1: Go toe-to-toe with Denzel in that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And the movie is okay, but those two together, chemistry. Absolutely. Okay. So so check that out. The movie's 10 years old. I can't believe that movie's 10 years old. I do remember
0: the uh, – is that – I'm going I'm to take a wild stab at it since it's a Denzel Washington action movie. Was that an Anton Fuqua film, or was that somebody else that directed that?
1: I'm pretty sure it was Anton Fuqua. Yeah. I'm almost uh, positive.
0: Such a lucky guess if I did get that right. No,
1: Daniel no. Espinosa.
0: No, oh, okay. Well, sorry, Antoine. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't mean to pigeonhole you into directing one of the greatest actors of all time, but um I just assume that anytime Denzel's in an action picture, it's always Fukuwa. Antoine Fuqua. Yeah, that, that's
1: always. that's legitimate.
0: That's a great collab though. I mean, if you're if you're Antoine Fuqua, you've got the backing of one of the all-time greats, right? With Denzel that wants he's... to do action movies with you, so you're like set for life if you want to be.
1: Yeah, he's one of his stock actors, absolutely. Yeah.
0: You could do a lot worse as uh, having a stock actor on on the Rolodex there. Very true. So, what do you have a final grade here for the Adam
1: Project? Um, if I light- had reviewed it, yeah. I was busy with Mac basketball, so. Yeah. I'd give it a B minus. It is what
0: it is. Okay. Well, like you said, sometimes you're just looking for some time to kill. Why not? Give it a chance. You know, I did want to ask you before we go for the week, there's a lot of streaming coming out. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff to get excited for. Are you watching anything new or what's, uh, what's coming up on the streaming catalog for you?
1: Unfortunately, I am ahead of everybody else. I mean, (laughs) 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 um, you know, I I've, I've been having people who are who are hooked on winning time, yep. asking me if I could share my my screeners with them, and it's like, <laughs> well, no, they're they're digital links, so no, I can't give you access to that. Um, but you know what, David Simon, I, I, do you ever catch up on the wire?
0: I have not finished the wire. No.
1: Have you been watching the wire? I watched uh not all of it, but
0: most of it. Yeah.
1: Okay, he's, he's got a new series coming out, uh, okay. limited series on HBO. He goes back to Baltimore, and um, it, it comes out like six weeks from now. Is that, that
0: the uh, is John Bernthal in that? Is yes. that okay? Okay, I've seen the trailers. Yeah,
1: the it, I saw the trailer today, and it just blew me the hell away.
0: Yeah, um, and that's gonna be on HBO Max, correct?
1: Yes, 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 yes. Um and it's it's called We, we Own the City. That's right. Yep. And I think it's um April 25th, I want to say is a premiere date, but it's a limited series. HBO and my guess is it's gonna have that that plum spot on Sunday nights. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that. Beyond that right now. I am in uh, Doctor Strange wait in waiting mode. You okay, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm looking for. I've, I've been looking forward to that one for a couple years, and I don't know why. Probably because I think Benedict Cumber- Cumberbatch is perfectly c- cast as as Stephen Strange. Yeah. So,
0: assuming they're not still doing reshoots, oh, it seems correct. like like. It seems like the reshoots have taken over the the length of the production, probably given the uh, changes they wanted to make there after, whether it was before or after the Spider-Man No Way Home success. But
1: you know who's directing that movie?
0: Isn't it um, Sam Raimi? Amy. Yeah, Sam Raimi. Yep. Well, it's it's this is kind of I know a lot of people are excited about that because this is kind of his opportunity to. Maybe not. I wouldn't say a tone for Spider-Man three, but maybe you know, get an, another crack at the Marvel Cinematic Universe after his, you know, not being able to do Spider-Man four, Spider-Man three not doing as well and not being as good as Spider-Man one and two. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of excite, a lot to be excited about for for Marvel getting Raimi back on the fold here and, and allowing him the opportunity. I just wonder though. My my big concern is you get you everybody does reshoots. I get it. But my biggest concern is when you have a movie like this that goes through extensive reshoots, you you sometimes can fall into some continuity issues and some plot holes. Are you kind of worried about that with a movie like that that seems to have not just totally been rewritten, but there's a lot of changes coming to
1: it? I think it depends on a director. And I've got enough confidence in Sam Raimi that no, I'm not going to worry about it. So... Okay. Yeah, I, I realize it can happen and it wouldn't be the first time that if it, it happened if it did, but I trust Sam Raimi. So even with Spider-Man three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he did have Spider-Man two, which is a very vastly underrated Marvel film, whether it's MCU or just Marvel in general, Spider-Man two is a, is a pretty great film, you know, there's a lot of streaming coming out. I mean, have you gotten any chances to see Halo? Do you have any care to see Halo on Paramount Plus, the video game adaptation?
1: I'm afraid of video game adaptations. Yeah, I mean, I, I, off the top of my head, I can't recall a, a good one. Yeah, I'm sure if I did a search, I'd come up with something that I enjoyed. But those, those, those scare me. Will I check it out? Sure.
0: But I know know HBO Max, you know, they released uh, DMZ with um, Rosario Dawson, was like just kind of randomly released. I mean, I knew it was coming, but just kind of limped out here today. You know, I'm kind of interested in seeing that. Um, You know, they have another show, Minx is another show that they have HBO Max that they just released. There's a lot of of streaming options right now. Obviously, I'm going to keep following along with winning time, but. Um, is there anything that's out there? I, I do want to say, too, and, and we are renewing our Apple TV Plus after our free year. Um, I'm interested in seeing, and I hope I pronounce it right, that Pachinko, that uh, the limited series coming out on, uh, on Apple TV Plus. I don't know if you've seen anything about that or if you've had a chance to check it out, but very excited about that. It, it seems to be, you know, a lot of people really seem to be interested in it. Um, it's based off of a 2017 novel um, where a Korean family immigrates to Japan, but um, it sounds interesting. People seem to be responding very well, and it's good to see Apple TV Plus throwing something else out there as well.
1: I wrote this a couple of weeks ago. They 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 seem to be into it for quality as opposed to quantity. Yeah. Um, that plot is intriguing enough for me to check out, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. In the past week, uh, the streaming has been limited to Adam, the Adam Project and staying on top of Star Trek because there are st- two Star Trek series streaming at the same time now.
0: Yeah, that's right. I forgot. It uh, wasn't the new season of Picard that came
1: out. Yeah, the third, se- third episode of that drops tonight. Okay. said St. Patrick's Day for those listening. And this should be the final season season finale for Discovery tonight, okay. which is episode thirteen.
0: Now, have you been enjoying the the, the two streams?
1: I'm going to get in trouble for this. Oh, Picard has started off in high gear. Okay. Uh, Discovery has this aesthetic where they want to make ev- make sure everybody's all right. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, there's lots of talk of supporting one another, blah blah blah, blah blah blah. Well, if you're on the same ship working together, aren't you supporting one another in that regard? Blah blah, blah. so I'm 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 a little bit at war with it right now. Okay. So doesn't mean I won't watch, but Right, that that's that's kind of I won't say a turnoff. It's just kind of muted, just a little bit my the must-see nature of the show for me. That's the best way to put it. Right. Oh, well, I wanted
0: to ask you too. I know you're an Apple TV Plus fan because of the quality. Uh, have you checked out Severance? The Ben no, Stiller. No, that's TV? on the list. Okay, that's another one that I want to get to as well. And then I was also thinking too, from the comedy perspective, the uh, the show "Our Our Flag Means Death" on HBO Max, the uh, Takawatiti uh, seventeen you know, hundreds pirate comedy seems very very fun. Reese Darby uh, stars in that uh, from Jumanji fame. He was the uh, non playable character in Jumanji with Dwayne Johnson and all the others. And it seems like that would be a, a pretty fun uh, show as well. But uh, yeah, there's just—I mean—it seems like everybody's releasing everything at once. And then, of course, you know, my Paramount Plus year subscription ended, so I had to renew that. And then, of course, Apple TV Plus—the free year ended as well. So, right when everything's coming, everything, right when everything's coming out, and of course, you know, the NCAA tournament's coming up. So I thought, well, Paramount Plus is a need. So, yeah, we're back at it. We got a lot of stuff to catch
1: up on, George. I've got a lot of stuff to catch back, catch up on. I mean, depending on whether I have to work Saturday, I'll be watching whatever I can watch because yeah. it won't be basketball <laughs> unless the yeah. Zips win. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it seems like you'll uh, maybe avoid the Baker Mayfield. Well, maybe you won't avoid the Baker Mayfield drama as the Deshaun Watson said no to the Browns, but uh, it seems like Baker Mayfield might be saying no to the Browns too. So.
1: Bigmanfield has no leverage. No, he doesn't. But you know,
0: doesn't seem like that's going to be a good marriage there for this season. But you know, sometimes drama's needed.
1: <laughs> Browns meetings drama. You know that, don't you? <laughs> I'm a Lions
0: fan, so I like you know this off season's kind of boring for me. So I like the drama of you know you at least.
1: You know the guy who who drafted Baker. You know where he is, right? Well,
0: he's not there anymore.
1: No, he's he's in Detroit. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be.
0: Look, Baker Mayfield is probably a better quarterback, or at least has better upside than Jared Goff at this point. So, if Mayfield wanted to go to Detroit, I'd probably be all for it at this point. To be honest with you.
1: Be careful what you
0: wish for. <laughs> Uh, Have you seen Jared Goff play after the Rams Super Bowl? I mean, I think he did what he could last year with limited weapons, but I don't know. I think I would take it. I I think I would take the younger Mayfield at this point. Fair enough. Just me, but, you know, or, you know, at this point I'd probably take Scott Mitchell, honestly, as long as Barry Sanders was in the backfield.
1: Oh, my God, bringing a (laughs) blast from the Past.
0: We don't have good quarterback history here in Detroit, George. I mean, you know, our Bernie Kosar was Bobby Lane, and that's uh, before my dad's what, 50 time. 50 years ago? Yeah, that's almost before my dad's time. So, you know, not a lot of good quarterback. I mean, when you're talking about like Eric Kramer and Rodney Pete being the glory days of quarterback play in Detroit, you know, it's been pretty
1: lean. They may have been, well, didn't, didn't Detroit? Isn't, aren't they the only other team to have a, an O for a season? Yes. Well, the
0: 0 for 0 and 16, you know. I mean, obviously, Tampa Bay went 0 and 14 back in the uh, 70s, but yeah. We were the originators of 0 and 16, George. Never kindred, forget
1: that. Kindred spirits.
0: Yeah. Although we didn't host a parade. Maybe we weren't savvy enough to host a parade to, uh, you know, raise money, you know, raise. Uh, or, to collect food for, you know, for the needy. And, you know, we weren't, we weren't in that uh, mindset at that time. I don't know. Maybe we weren't smarter than the Cleveland fans, I suppose on taking advantage of how terrible our franchise was.
1: Well, I guess you could call that smart. I don't, I I didn't know what to call it.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know what to call it either, but at least they did some good out of it. I mean, all we can say is that we ruined Calvin Johnson's career, Barry Sanders career and, Really, Matthew Stafford's career for about thirteen years. So, it only took him it only took him eight months to figure out how to win. You know, I mean, so clearly, being around a better team was was probably a good thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Huh?
0: Sorry about that. The dogs are saying hello, but all right, George. Well, um, what do you got coming up next week for us?
1: God, it's another lean week uh let's see new sandra sandra bullock movie
0: oh the lost city right
1: yes i i'm supposed to screen that tuesday okay so
0: interesting well you got uh, well brad pitts in there channing tatum uh well i think um daniel radcliffe i think's the villain if i'm not mistaken so yep. I mean, some expectations, I guess, from the cast perspective, but also kind of looks a little bit like a money grab, which, hey, go get yours, you know. As one of my favorite favorite lines in uh, Entourage, the show was uh, when Marvin, the accountant, was talking to Vince about his artistic integrity. He said, if you want artistic integrity, drive a Prius. So instead of driving the Rolls Royce, (laughs) sometimes you need to get that money to pay off that Rolls Royce.
1: I think Ryan Reynolds has figured that out.
0: I'm sure he's got a few Rolls Royce, probably. (laughs) Probably like a a customized Deadpool battle tank or something at this point. We can only hope. All right, George. Well, we appreciate your time as always. Uh, Enjoy the, the holiday and the weekend. Hopefully it's nicer up there in Ohio. I almost had to put the air conditioning on. Down in it's Tennessee. that warm down there already. It was uh, it was pretty muggy, 75 and humid. It was pretty muggy this morning. I had to open some windows up and turn some ceiling fans on. So it was a little
1: warm out today
0: in Tennessee. So it
1: was like 73, but it wasn't humid. Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah. I would take that in Ohio. I usually, in the, at this point in Ohio, I'm still wearing sweatpants. So taking the dogs out in a shirts and a short and shorts
1: here. So it's it's pretty nice. It won't be nice in about uh, three and a half months.
0: No, probably not. I hate the heat, so I'm going to be pretty miserable here, probably during the summer. But you know, oh well.
1: As long as you have AC, you'll be. We um, do. We have
0: central air, so we're ex- I'm excited about it. I'm going to crank that up. So probably have a high heating bill or, or heating and cooling bill, but I don't care. I'm going to take it. There we go. All right, George. Well, as always, I appreciate your time and we will talk next week about The Lost City. All righty.
1: Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley.
0: Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you.